This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we're finishing up with Haydn's first cello concerto. You know, there's a website called TV Tropes that has a great collection of those things that show up again and again in popular culture. And one of them that I love is what they call Seinfeld is Unfunny. I'll admit that I don't actually like Seinfeld. I don't find it that funny. But they point out that part of the problem is that Seinfeld was so big and so influential that a ton of its jokes and shticks and setups wove themselves into pop culture. So I watch Seinfeld and say, ah, that's not funny, that's overdone. But the reason it's overdone is that Seinfeld did it and everyone loved it, so they started doing it too. Now, I'm not trying to turn this podcast into a critique of 90s sitcoms, but I think the same principle applies to Haydn. So much of what he did was picked up by guys like Mozart and Beethoven and became an integral part of the sound of classical music that it's easy to overlook that Haydn was actually the guy who did it first. If it sounds like he's just playing the standard stuff, well, that's because he set the standard. And that's particularly true in the symphony and the string quartet, both of which Haydn is often called the father of. When you listen to pretty much any symphony written after Haydn, he's left his mark somewhere in there, and the same is true of string quartets, piano trios, and sonatas, a ton of music. So this concerto is a bit refreshing. Because he's not as strongly associated with concertos as he is with some other forms, we can hear some of his unique qualities a bit more clearly, because in this case, he's following some of the conventions set before him, rather than setting those conventions for other people. For example, here he uses a three-movement, fast, slow, fast setup. We heard the first fast movement yesterday, so today we'll hear a slow and then a fast finale. The Italian masters of the concerto, like Corelli and Vivaldi, were well-known throughout the continent, and Haydn had obviously studied their music. You'll hear that each movement has, for the most part, one mood that it sticks to throughout, with very few sudden changes or deviations from the prevailing feeling of the piece. But Haydn also brought many of his own tricks to the table, including his remarkable ability to write music that sounds so simple until you start actually examining it. The thick textures of the Baroque era have been replaced by a lighter feel. Often the accompanying orchestra seems to just be pulsing chords underneath the soloist. It can be a bit deceptive since there is more going on than meets the ear, but one of the defining features of the classical era that Haydn had a big hand in is the move towards clearer, less busy writing overall. And this also showcases some of the ways in which Haydn played around with dynamic contrast, slowly building or quieting rather than the terraced dynamics more common in the Baroque. In both of these movements, He sneaks the soloist in, he starts quiet to blend in with the orchestra before bursting out with a crescendo to pull up front and center. The second movement features a slow, gorgeous melody with only strings accompanying, while the finale is an upbeat and light-hearted romp that gives the soloist plenty of passages to show off their skill. Here's Song He Song and the Metropolitan Chamber Orchestra with the final two movements of Haydn's first cello concerto.
You can hear that the guy that Haydn wrote this for, Joseph Weigel, must have been a fantastic player. Even today, it's a pretty challenging piece for any cellist to play. Thanks to Song He Song and the Metropolitan Chamber Orchestra for putting that up on imslp.org. And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and tomorrow for your classical break, we'll be listening to one of those masters of the concerto that I was talking about, Vivaldi, and one of his concertos for chamber orchestra. I'll see you then.